0: Well, good afternoon. How are you doing? It's great to be here from Grace Point Christmas Church. Uh, we uh, we excel in the presence. So, in the presence of God. So, boom, boom. That's actually a Christian show. There you go. <clears throat> Sorry. I just thought we'd just start with just a couple of um, prophetic words. We've been singing about it. So, um, you know, we've been already declaring kingdom here, the heaven, uh, heaven here, and as it is in heaven on earth. So, I just thought we... Uh, yeah, we And I, had a, I just remembered from our prayer meeting before the service that Viv was going out to be with the kids. So, yeah. <laughs> Viv, I just wanted to, just felt that um, I noticed that you not only had one of the best guitars in Australia, the Maton guitar, but you had Maton on the end of your neck of your guitar, but you also had Maton on your strap. And it just the Lord just drew me to that during worship, and I just felt He wanted to say to you today that you are the same on the outside as you are on the inside, that you are a woman that knows how to worship in spirit and in truth. And I almost feel like at the moment that um, there's something that's happening that's, that, where that's under, under scrutiny, where you're starting to doubt whether you're a woman of integrity or not. And I just feel like the Lord wants to remind you, you are a woman of integrity, of great and high integrity and authenticity. And I also noticed that you couldn't afford some laces in your shoes. And... Um, <clears throat> I just felt the Lord drew drew me to that to say that you're also a woman of freedom. And I felt where the Spirit of the Lord lives, there is freedom. I just felt the Lord was wanting to invite you to say, be true and be free. He's created you to be a free woman and a woman who flows in freedom. And so be true to yourself and worship the Lord in freedom and spirit and not allow whatever circumstances or things that people are speaking over your life or whatever's happening at the moment to stop you from being free to be who God has already created you to be, which that's a woman of authenticity and integrity. So just bless you in that. I hope that resonates and yeah, it was speaking something to you. You. awesome coffee. bless you <laughs> yeah all no right and while we're doing that just um just a couple of other words the, the guy who was up the back on um yeah what's your name john jonathan or john jonathan jonathan, jonathan i just felt like earlier on in, before the service you had your big headphones on did you no or you had some head no you got had little headphones on anyway i just felt the law was just caught drawing me to that and uh, he just I just felt he was saying that the Lord speaks to you, and you. I just felt he wanted to encourage you to say, you do hear from the Lord, and I feel in this coming season, he's bringing fresh revelation into your life, and, and just, I just, to, I just felt he's wanting to encourage you that you, sometimes you might doubt whether you hear from the Lord or not, and I just feel he's saying, you do hear, and, and he's downloading revelation to you, so trust what you, what you are hearing and step out into that, because he's revealing great things to you, just take time to listen, because he wants to yeah, speak to you and speak to you every day. Mm. And the other guy who was on drums, who is, he's still, Or come back to him later. <clears throat> mm. Right, I know Marguerite's got some words too, so we might track those at the end or, yeah? Yeah, okay. Um, Tim told me today to <clears throat> bring what I carry or release what I carry. So I was thinking about that and um, I believe three things. I believe you are who God says you are. You have what God says you have, and you can do what God says you can do. And um, it's part of Scripture. Like, God says who we are in Scripture. He tells us what we have, and He tells us what we can do. Just sometimes there's a gap between what we actually read and actually what we believe, because behavior is an echo of belief, so we don't always put that then into practice. And so I was thinking today, I need to tell you today that I am a man, if if that's true, then I'm a man of great capacity. I'm a man that carries capacity and resilience, and this in this season, in this last six months, particularly, the Lord has been speaking to me a lot a lot about capacity. So that's what I'm bringing to you this afternoon and what I'm going to release in your midst this afternoon. I'm going to release a greater ability to have capacity. I'm going to talk about that and connect that to some to the prophetic realm this afternoon if that's okay. But for me to do that, I need to tell you about myself, and I need to tell, share some great things with you. the best way for me to to share or release what I carry is actually to to do that personally and out of who I am. And so I need to tell you that I'm a runner. Does anybody else here like running? See that hand? I see a hand too. That's awesome. Okay. Would any, anyone like to be a runner? <clears throat> no one? Anybody hate running? <clears throat> awesome. Right. Well, that's perfect because... I'm going to look at a scripture a little bit later which says, run the race with endurance or run the race set before you with endurance. And so if you don't know anything about running, you're not going to be able to run that race with endurance. So I'm a gift to you this afternoon to help you understand about running and what running is, okay? And so I want to ask you just a couple of questions uh, up front. I want to ask you what it takes to stop you. Or another question, another way of saying that is, what what will it take to get you up and going? I want to tell you a testimony, first of all, two testimonies, actually. I want to tell you a testimony of a couple, uh, some friends of mine that I went to Bible college with, and they've been living in the same house for over 10 years. They live in Queensland, and a little while ago, they got told that the house had been sold, and uh, someone else who'd bought it wanted to move in, and uh, they needed to get out. This couple also just about to go to Mozambique for a mission trip. They'd, they'd been organizing this trip for a year and then three weeks before, they, four weeks before they're going overseas of this mission trip, they find they have to get out of their house and they don't have anywhere to go. In the midst of that, they got a couple of prophetic words and prophetic words from people They had some international guests come through their church and people that didn't really know their circumstances or the situation give them prophetic words about what their house, to speak into that situation. I see your moving house and I see this is the house and the house that they were to get, the prophetic words spoke of an upgrade, a better house, a, you know, better situation. They were living in more room and a whole bunch of things. So they made a list of all these things. And they're three weeks out from going to Mozambique they're going overseas for a month and they don't have a place to live. They have to get out. Um, the people that have bought the house are calling them up saying, you know what? We're just staying down the road in a motel because we had to get out of situation. So if you wanted to get out early, that would be really beneficial to us. And so all this pressure and they're going, well, what do we do? We've been and we looked at the whole market and there's no house in the market that meets the prophetic criteria that we've been given. Three weeks to go. What 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 do we do? Do we do we just get whatever's there and then come back to it later? Do we just put our stuff in storage? And what do we do? And two weeks went by and they still didn't have a house to go. And I think it's about a week to go. I just found out the other day that they were that they got a house. Interesting, isn't it? Where what would it take to stop us, or what would it take to get us going? We get prophetic words or God speaks into our life. What does it take for us to, to say, you know what? I'm going to align myself to the word of the Lord no matter what it takes. Or do we deviate off because we, oh, I need to sort this out now. So you, it's a nice word, Lord, but I need to sort it right just now. The other, word, the other testimony I want to speak to you about, you may have heard about this guy. It's a friend of mine called Abraham. And um, I'm related to him. You might be too. I'm not sure. But... <laughs> <coughs> um, but it talks about in Abraham in the scripture that at about 80 years old, he got a prophetic word that he was going to be a dad. Most people at 80 are thinking about sitting in the lounge chair at home with a remote and what's on telly tonight and complaining about injuries and, or soreness and a whole bunch of things like that. But but Abraham was told by God that, you know what, you're going to be a dad. And for 20 years, he had to live with that prophetic word over his life. It talks about in Romans about Abraham being you know, credited with one of being a, a guy that believed and he didn't stop believing the whole time. So can you imagine as an 80-year-old being told you're going to be a dad? And then 81, still not a dad. 82, still not a dad. 90, still not a dad. 95, still not a dad. Like, but Abraham didn't waver one little bit, it says in Scripture. He kept believing that that was going to be true to the Word of God. And he kept aligning himself to that. 20 years later, he became a dad. I think that's an awesome word. But what's even more awesome is that what it took to not stop him, to continue to believe that word, to see it to its fruition. Abraham was a man of great capacity. Abraham was a man of great resilience, that in the face of all of that, at that age, (laughs) he stayed true to the word of the Lord. You know, just about running, I I just want to just sow some seeds uh, into your thinking that recently, a couple of weeks ago, there was a Gold Coast Marathon, and um, I just was looking at the results of that one day in another little group, and someone posted it. And the oldest, the oldest competitor in, that, in the Gold Coast Marathon was an 80 to 84-year-old who ran the marathon in just over five and a half hours. The three place getters in the 70 to 74-year-old age group ran that marathon in just under four hours, which is a cracking pace. If you, in runner's world, if you can run under a four-hour marathon, you're running really, really well. But to do that at a 70, as a 70-year-old, <laughs> that's incredible. I don't know, I am mean, in foreign territory over here, I'm a, I'm a Swans member and um, I discovered a little bit of the Western Sydney, you know, uh, I won't say aggression last night, at the, at, went out to Spotless Stadium to watch the Swans play GWS. And, but I want to just tell you about a Swans player called Alex Johnson. I don't know if you've heard about him, but he played his last game of AFL footy, or he played actually a couple of weeks ago, but before that, he hadn't played for 1736 days. His last game was in the preseason of two, 2013. He was a premiership player in 2012. And then in that game in pre-season, he he did his knee and he needed a he did it ACL, he needed a knee reconstruction. Over the period of the last few years, he's had five knee reconstructions. Five. <laughs> Knee reconstructions, complete knee reconstructions. And last, the 2nd of July, beginning of this month, he played his first senior game of AFL footy since that 2013. I tell you that because I, I just think that's, that shows unrivaled resilience and toughness. And, but here's what he said about that. He said, he's not a Christian guy that I that I know of, but he said, it's just something within me that I have been able to keep positive and keep everything in perspective. I've always had that goal of returning to the field, and that's what I want to achieve. I just kind of think about that. A guy who's in the secular sporting field and I wonder what it would take for us to take the word of the Lord over our life and say, so, you know, no matter what, whatever it takes, whether it's five nigger reconstructions or the equivalent of that in a spiritual sense, I'm going to stay true to that word of the Lord and I'm going to see that word of the Lord and I'm going to keep getting up and keep going through all the regime to get fit and healthy again. And even though I might get some knockbacks, I'm going to keep staying true to that word of the Lord Over my life. Well, I want to suggest to you the Christian life, it's not a sprint, it is actually a marathon if I can say that. And you know, we challenge for us in this day and age is we we live in a I want it now world. We get a prophetic word today, we want to see it happen tomorrow. We you know, we want everything yesterday, we don't want to wait, and when we have to wait longer for the internet to crank up or anything like that for longer than (laughs) ten seconds, we get impatient, frustrated, give it up, I'm going to bed early. It's not working. You know, we will face things, I, need, I have to say to you, that are going to knock us down, slow us down. We're going to face things that even will take us maybe off course. But the key is, how do we stay on track with God's assignment and destiny for our lives? And so this morning, or this afternoon, I want to talk to you about how do we finish well? How do we stay true to the course that God has for us? And how do we finish? And so to do that, I, I want to just talk a little bit about capacity and developing endurance to run the race set before us. So Romans 12 and verse, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, I think we've got it up there somewhere. Might just have to crank through a couple of slides. Cool. Let me read this to you. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you've not yet given your lives in the struggle against sin. Well, there's, a, there's a, an exhortation to us from the writer of Hebrews about, let us run the race set before us. You know, it's already been, we've already been entered in this race, it's set before us and we're called to run it with endurance. So what is it to run with endurance? It, notice it says, let us run with endurance. It doesn't say, let us run it quickly. It doesn't say, let us run it the fastest or let us run it with a PB or, or the bestest. It says, let us run this race with endurance. And endurance, as defined, is the ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Endurance is the capacity of something to last or withstand wear and tear. Or in one word, endurance equals stamina. Something to think about as we journey the Christian life, what, what, what it is. How do we get stamina? How do we, how do we develop that capacity? And so capacity, by definition, it's the maximum amount that something can contain. It's the amount that something can produce, or it's the actual or potential ability to perform, yield, or withstand, or the potential or suitability for holding, storing, and accommodating. You know what, I, I believe that every one of you is designed with capacity. You have the capacity to be who God says you are. You have the capacity to have what God says you can have, and you have the capacity to do what God says you can do. So if you just take John 14, 12, for example, Jesus said, you know, we'll do the same things that he did and even greater things than these. Think about some of the things that Jesus did. He, he rose the dead. He healed the lame. He, he healed, healed the blind. He healed those that were deaf. He, he walked on water He did a whole bunch of things. And he says, it's given you the capacity to do those same things and even greater things than those. Things we haven't even seen yet on this planet. Things we haven't even seen yet in the days that to come, the last days. You know, here are just a quick couple of verses of, of some things about who God says you are. In Ephesians 2.10, he says, you're God's masterpiece. In Philippians 4, he says, you can do everything through Christ who gives you strength. In Ephesians 3, he says, you can do, accomplish infinitely more than you can ask or think. It's like to kind of try and outthink God sometimes. Just sit down and say, hmm, thinking about this. I'm imagining this God. And your word says you're going to do more than I ask or think or imagine. I wonder what you're thinking of right now about what you'd hope God to do. Because whatever that is, you should probably try and multiply that a little bit more because God's going to do more than you imagine or think. And when you've got a bigger picture of that, it's still not big enough because God's going to do immeasurably more than that. And here's another little tip for you in terms of you know, what you're thinking about is if, if you can't imagine someone getting healed, they probably won't get healed. But if you can just pray on someone and lay a hand on them and start to imagine, wow, I just imagine this person rising up from the hospital bed wherever they are. I just imagine them starting to just get better, the fever reducing and started to, you know, they don't get healed just because we imagine it. But actually, when we start to imagine it, we're actually starting to activate faith. And when we start to activate faith, hope has something to do. Because <laughs> faith is being sure of what we hope for <laughs> and certain of what we do not see. <laughs> and so here's this capacity that Jesus is giving to us. And as I said in John fourteen twelve, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You see, Jesus is not saying to you and me, this is who you are. This is what you have, and this is what you can do. Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. He's actually saying to you, this is who you are. This is what you have. This is what you can do. And I'm going to resource you with all you need to do it. If you just believe and trust in me and receive, I'm going to empower you with everything you need to accomplish the things I've given you to do. And so I want to just highlight a minute just for prophetic words. Because prophetic words are clear descriptions of who God calls you to be and what He's destined you to become. And I know if you haven't got a prophetic word over your life, then I know there's an awesome team here who will give you prophetic words over your life. Just come see one of the core team and I know that they will prophesy over you. But, you know, prophetic assignments or prophetic destiny, yeah, a lot of prophetic words, I believe, just remain dormant or they remain unfulfilled because we're not actually prepared to develop the capacity. To fulfill them. So a lot of us get a prophetic word. <clears throat> I know it's probably not you here, but other people get a prophetic word, and they say that's an awesome word. Some people will go and trans- will go to the next step and transcribe it and have it written out so they can read it. <laughs> and most people that I know, of, I say, well, where are your prophetic words? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, what have you done with them? Oh, I don't know. What do they What do they say? Oh, I think they said this about me, something about being a glory carrier or a breaker anointing or, you know, yeah, something. I should go back and have a look at that because they put their word on the shelf and then they go take a seat and watch the telly with the remote, every now and again glancing back. I wonder if that word's been fulfilled yet. I wonder if that word's come to fruition yet. And it stays dormant because they haven't done anything about it. And so when we get a prophetic word, you know, we don't go out the next day and just see that prophetic word filled, fulfilled. Most words require us to see, develop the capacity and the, resili- and the resilience to actually then step into that word. Re- and so that takes intentionality, it takes training, it takes commitment focus over a period of time. So I want to just give you a little bit of analogy from running just to help you understand that. So I'm going to have to talk about myself to do that. So it's not about me, if you can just disregard me <clears throat> for a minute but just listen to some of the analogies that uh that i'm giving to you you see i've always loved to run as a kid i, I always you know, like sports and running and things like that but a few years ago a guy was training for a race in the blue mountains called the as it's, it's now called the ultra face um or the ultra marathon ultra australia uta it's 100 kilometer or 50 or 100 kilometer race through the blue mountains <clears throat> and um He was training. He's going to raise money for the poor. He's going to—he's training in that. And he said, "Why don't you come for a run with me?" I said, "Oh, yeah, sure." And he said, "I'm just running. I'm doing some training runs just out in your house. Just come, just run five k with me." And so I did. I nearly nearly died the, the first time I did it. And. Uh, I went on a couple other little runs with him and, and I started to catch this bug. He was talking about, oh yeah, I'm going for a 75-kilometre training run this weekend and something like that. I'm going, wow. And I hung around him with him enough that then all of a sudden a marathon, 42 kilometres didn't seem like a long distance at all. And so I started to catch this bug and he said, why don't you enter this race with me? I said, oh, okay, it sounds like a challenge. I love trail running, I love being outside. But this race was from Otford uh, down you know, on, near Wollongong to Bundina. It's 30 kilometres a uh, it's the most technical trail run in in New South Wales. I said sure, so I entered this race with him, and, and the next thing I knew, I was training for this distance thing. He he um anyway long short long story short he, he um ended up getting an injury, he didn't complete the half of the hundred k race, and then soon after that he he gave away running, but I now had this bug and I couldn't stop, so I had to keep I had I didn't have to, but I chose to keep running. And, um, and so I signed, what I realised was that if I actually signed up for some races, I had some accountability. Like it kept, got me out of bed in the morning to train and I had some intentionality then with, with that. But this year what, what happened was I just found my running, I really, really struggled. It was really, really humid this year. It I was, was over on the coast, I know it's maybe different here, but it was really humid where we were. And it was really, really hard to run, really oppressive um, and my running buddies, who I was running with, they for different reasons did uh, didn't, couldn't run, and so I was just running on my own, and I found it really, really hard. And so I just started to say, to the Lord, Lord, I, I just sense that You're wanting me to run, but what is this? Because I don't believe there's any part of my life that's not under the authority. Or, or the Father, and so even the things I love to do, I believe the Lord wants to speak through me. That. So every time I run, I just pray, Lord, just just manifest Your presence while I run this morning. Is something you want to speak to me about? Speak to me about it. And I'm just listening, and I'm just enjoying that the presence of Him. And and so I felt that just He said to me, He said. He said, my running running was going to increase both in the natural and the supernatural. He told me he was going to teach me how to be more effective in finishing well. He told me he was going to increase my capacity. And he's been telling me he's going to enlarge my territory and expand my influence. (laughs) Wow. And so... um, what I realised out of that was then there's this other thing that uh, this other race that I wanted to do, and it's called the six foot track marathon. I don't know if you've heard of that. Six foot goes from an explorer's tree in Katoomba to Janolan Caves. I walked it when I was a teenager and I loved it. I had this thing in the back of my mind I really love to run that marathon one day. But to run that marathon, you've got to qualify, you've got to run another marathon to qualify a time for it. So I signed up this year for this. Race out the back, of New, uh, the back of Lithgow in a place called Nunes with a glowworm tunnel. It's called the, and that's me at the finish line, the Glowworm Tunnel Marathon. It's one of the hardest marathons, <laughs> trail marathons, at least in New South Wales, because um, the first half just goes up and over a big hill, down the bottom, and then back and up and over the hill again. And then, yeah, in the second half, if you survive, it's not that bad. <clears throat> um, but what I felt the law was saying to me about that, uh, so I had to be committed to this goal. I couldn't just wake up, sign that one day, and then the next day get up and go run that marathon. I had to train for it. You know, I had to start putting some things in my life. I had to be committed to the goal. I needed the discipline to say no to some things and yes to other things. I had to be able to pursue it and take the initiative to get out of bed at six in the morning so I could go run early before work. I had to allocate three or four hours on Saturday mornings and adjust my schedule to go for long runs. You know, there were days where I said, I don't really want to go running today. I don't really feel like running today, but I knew I had to go running today because if I didn't run today, <laughs> there's no way I'd survive that, that at the other end there. And so in the same way, I just felt the Lord was talking to me. And what I wanted, felt He wanted to share with you today was this. You get a prophetic word over your life. The Lord's got a destiny and assignment for every one of you. If you haven't discovered it yet, it's not too late. Work it out. Ask, pray, get help from others. But work out what the prophetic destiny of the Lord, what his assignment He's given you. Because the assignment He's given you is different the assignment He's given me. It's different to the assignment that He's given to the person next to you. But whatever is given to you, particularly prophetically, it won't happen just by getting out of bed tomorrow. It's going to happen as you develop the capacity to work out what that looks like. And when you work that out, then you're going to be able to get out of bed in the morning and start to bring yourself into alignment with that. Okay, so just say the Lord's called you to um, <clears throat> to be a speaker or, or or something like that. Well, then you've got to start to develop the capacity of putting, crafting a talk, of getting up in front of people, of knowing a crowd, of working a crowd, of of knowing how to communicate with people, of of just listening to the Lord, of getting fresh revelation. It all takes time over time to do that. You know, just like a, a, just like running a marathon. <clears throat> you know, this year I've had to. I've had to develop the capacity to run hills. I've had to develop the endurance for, for long distance. I've had to think about my breathing, my heart rate, my effort. I had to stretch. I've had to think about nutrition, hydration, mindset, race, strategy, recovery. <laughs> I've even signed up, did a silly thing one night and signed up for a running coach. And now my running coach puts a schedule for me and I look at it each week. And it's, not, it's like, I have to run now. I have to do this schedule. And, and I've had to keep telling myself, I don't have to do this. I'm doing it because I choose to do it. I get to get out of bed early in the morning and go running around one of the best coastlines in, in the whole world. And I get to enjoy fresh air. I get to stay fit and healthy in the second half of my life. A whole bunch of things. But the thing about the running coach is this, the iron sharpens iron, it says in Proverbs. And when you're accountable to someone else, when you, when you have someone else saying, hey, how's that going? You start to do what God's called you to do. I just want to encourage you, when you start to share your prophetic words, when you start to say, I think the Lord's called me to do this, what do you reckon? When you start to share that in small groups or with others, and you ask people to pray over you, and, and hey, yeah, I think that's a great word, Why don't, have you thought about this or that? Iron starts to sharpen iron and starts to lift that dream and raise that dream. When you speak it out, you're 70%, 70%, 70% more likely to fulfill that than if you just keep it quiet to yourself. I want to just go through a little fast track a little bit, take a shortcut to the finish line. So, we need to develop our capacity to step in our prophetic words. Sadly, I see a lot of Christians in this day and age who've become incapacitated. They've become focused on injuries, they've become focused on distractions. They've become focused on what they don't have rather than what God has said they have. They've become focused on who other people are and how to please other people rather than being who God says they are and having what they have, what God says they have, and doing what God says they can do. They've become focused on a feeding program, in other words, meet my needs and consumerism, rather than a breeding program or a discipleship program. They want the prize without the process without the patience and without the perseverance that comes with it. I want to suggest the only way that we can achieve what God has called us to do is with His empowering presence, His grace. It's not by might, it's not by spirit, it's not by strength, but it's by the Spirit, says the Lord. I know some of us get hurt, some of us get offended, stuff happens in church, stuff happens in the world, people leave our churches and often even in offence and and sometimes people leave and, and not very well. Sadly, some people are becoming incapacitated by this because they've been hurt and they've never taken the time to recover or restore. And so as I just finished this morning, I, I just want to encourage you today. I just, I just really feel the Lord is wanting to release a boldness and a courage over, over every person here today. I'm not sure where you've been up to. Tim and Deb didn't give me notes and, and, and all this stuff, but I, but I just sense there's an opportunity for you as a church, as a people, as individuals, and also collectively to, to step into what God is calling you to with, with a fresh boldness, with a fresh courage. I feel the Lord's wanting to raise up capacity amongst you and resilience and, and say, be strong and courageous. And He's wanting to speak destiny over your lives. And so I come back to the first couple of questions I ask you, what will it take to stop you or to get you going? Do you have a vision for God's preferred future for you? What is your prophetic assignment? What is it the race that God's asking you to run with endurance? Because I believe you've all been given the capacity to run that. Every day as I run, I'm learning new things about myself. I'm learning that I'm actually, as I get older, I'm actually discovering that I'm getting fitter and healthier than I have been in over 20 years. I'm discovering I've got more in me than I ever thought I had. And I believe that's true for us spiritually. I want to be like Abraham. I want to be like that testimony. I want, to be, I want to be like him where God says, this is who you are, this is what you have, and this is what I've called you to do. And I want to be like him and not waver from that. I don't know about you, but that's, that's what I want to do. I want to die knowing that I've done everything possible to, to hold true and fast to the word of the Lord over my life. And, I, and the comforting thing about that is that I know there's words over my life yet that are not fulfilled. And so every day I know there's words. It's like, well, it sucks to be you because God's given me these words and and I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. And I hope that's true about you too. I believe God's saying to you, you're not done yet. God's got things for you. And so it's time to see ourselves as God sees us. It's time to embrace the fullness and the abundance of who He's given us to be, what He's given us to have, and what He's given us to do. It's time to step into the capacity and to say, Hey, Father, just open that up. Let me step into that. Let me step into the identity and assignment you've given to me. It's now time, I believe. It's, it's time. I feel for such a day as this, with, with some of the words that were just on my mind earlier today, I feel that's a word for, you, for some of you today. For such a time as this, the Lord is just releasing fresh things. God's inviting, I believe, us into upgrade in the in a transitional season. So I know lots of you don't like running, but I just encourage you to to, to to think about that spiritually today. Just to think about where you're running, how you're running, what God's asking you to run, where you know the intentionality of that of saying, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step into that, I'm gonna find that out, and then I'm gonna work out what I need to do to step into alignment with that with the capacity and the resilience God's given me to see it through to the end. Well, just before we finish, I just want to bless a couple of people with some prophetic words. And this is my lovely wife, Marguerite. And I know she's got some words to share and the microphone to share them. And so I'm just going to invite her up to share some of those words.
1: Yep. Awesome. Hello. Hello. So, what's her name? Megan. Megan. That's so not what I thought (laughs) I remembered your name as, but anyway. Can I give you a word? Sorry. (laughs) Awesome. So, I wish I had names of things, but I don't. So, I'm going to explain it. You know, you can get one of those things that's generally got four or five silver balls and you swing one and they, yeah, Newton's balls. That's what they are. (laughs) Anyway, I I saw you as the centre ball in one of those swinging things and I just felt like you really had... Um, the ability to stay in presence, in God's presence, but to impact out far and wide. So, you you kind of swung out but back, out but back. And, yeah, just the other two words that came to me were, you are very sweet and unique. So, anyway, good? Awesome. Um The girl who was you, singing? Yes. Were you in a different jumper? Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt that you had a real ability to, um, when people come into your presence, they just really feel refreshed and loved, that you just really love on people. Um, And then I kind of saw you with, wax all over you and then I, I don't even know if this is real and true but I felt like kings have a ring which is their kingly seal um, in the olden days and they used to um, put a wax seal on things and then stamp it with their ring which was their seal and I just felt like you have a real authority um, from the father to seal things, that when you speak that you put his seal on things and when you seal it um, in his name that it's sealed and done. So that was that. Um, The other thing that might actually relate to what you were speaking about with a few people who were sick here, I felt like... so. I felt like it was something to do with a family line and healing in a family line. And then when you spoke, I thought maybe the family line is actually the church family line. So I saw like a a large oak tree that was established. And um, I felt like where there had been sickness, trauma, disease or rejection, that it was to be no more but that it was going to be replaced with peace, strength, health, righteousness and salvation over the family line. So, if that's for any individuals, like I speak that over you, but I speak that over your church as well. So, yeah.
0: Um, my stretching word is, there, is there a, a Lou or Louise here today? Middle name, yeah. Anyone else? Not the same. It's not fair. Well, I had this. I had this just phrase, Loopy Louise, <laughs> and um, and the sense I had was that, yeah, I'm not sure. I just felt the Lord wanted to redeem something in in whoever Louise's life was, like in the sense that um, whether that was something that was regurgitated as a as as a kid, that this kind of Loopy Louise or some kind of inference about, um, yeah some idiosyncrasy or something but I just felt the Lord wanted to say that's not how I see Louise just felt the Lord was saying I see Louise a lovely Louise uh, I want to lavish Louise with my love she's she's um, she, uh, actually it's likable Louise and lovable Louise and you know lavish Louise with my love so he's saying I just want to take that and say that's gone it's not loopy Louise it's actually my lovely Louise my love, li- my, my likable Louise so I just yeah just want to encourage you in that and you were drumming is that right yeah said a word for you i i just saw a, a picture of you just climbing up ladders and um and you got climbed up a ladder and you went through like a little kind of cave you know like a, a, i don't know what what do you do for a living or an electrician? <laughs> okay, yeah, so, um, and I saw you kind of going through that, and I was, but I saw you were climbing up one ladder and you're like on an extendable ladder, and all of a sudden the ladder just went like automatically, like just went to another level, and there was like a little cave, like one of those like, kind of like air conditioning ducts or things like that, and you were kind of like standing at the top of this and kind of like wor- worried about going through that, and like, because you knew that when you went through it, you weren't sure how you're going to get down out of it. And I just felt the Lord was just kind of saying, He wants to take you to, in this season, to a new levels so of, New levels. It's not about climbing the ladder, like in that sense, higher, but it's about upgrading, going like stepping up into something new. And I feel the Lord's just saying, hey, don't worry about trying to solve all the, all the questions or to the, uh, get all the answers to the questions you have. Just trust and just step out and go for it because the Lord's wanting to take you into greater places. But I, but I kind of felt there's this thing about you like an explorer or adventurer over you, like in, in the kingdom of God, like you are a kingdom explorer, a kingdom adventurer, and you're willing to go places and willing to explore things. Yeah, and I really just feel like the Lord's just wanting to invite you to to just allow Him to take you into those places, but just step out and when He takes you there, just go for it. So just bless you in that. Mm. And finally, I just want to read over to you uh, just just part of a passage that I know is close to your hearts from Isaiah 61, but I just felt led to just speak this over you today. And I just wondered if you'd stand with me uh, for any other reason, but just to be in a position of just receiving. And I know some of you are not from this church here, but I just, if you're not from the church, then just receive it over your own life or your own ministry or wherever you've come from. Um, But I just felt the the Lord... Just wanting to say this over you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. For the Lord has anointed each one of you. He's anointed you to bring good news to the poor. He's sent each of you to comfort the broken hearted to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. And he sent you to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against the enemies. But he's he's called you, he's anointed you and the spirit of the Lord is on every one of you. So receive it, step into it, go for it because you are who God says you are. You have what God says you have and you are called to do what God says you can do. So bless you with that and hope that encourages you. Hmm.